Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. So as you know, the Kansas Jayhawks tipped off Big 12 play this past weekend. We talked about it on the podcast last week. Kicking off or tipping off, I always say kicking off. Kicking off is more for football. Tipping off is for basketball. So they tipped off the Big 12 schedule with Oklahoma State on New Year's Eve afternoon. So Oklahoma State jumped into Lawrence, Kansas. They come into Lawrence thinking that they're going to get the upset from top to bottom. The Big 12 is looking like one of the best conferences in college basketball. Oklahoma State. According to a couple different uh, websites I've been searching the past couple weeks, we're the only Big 12 team left out of the projections for March Madness. So when the tournament comes around in March, typically uh, maybe eight teams at most is what a conference will get into the tournament. Maybe nine. That's for your, your biggest conferences. But this Big 12 this year is just, from top to bottom, one of the deepest that I've seen. So Oklahoma State, with only 10 Big 12 teams, was on the outside looking in from these latest uh, polls. Well, they come into conference play. They win their first game. They're starting to climb up. They're not in the top 25, but they're starting to climb the Big 12 rankings. And they come into Lawrence, Kansas, into Allen Fieldhouse, thinking that they can pull off an upset. And that showed early in the game. It really did. Kansas coming in on a consecutive Big 12 winning streak. We talked about that last year as well, or last week as well on the podcast. They'd won 31 consecutive conference openers. And not only is the Kansas program built on success over decades, but even as recently as 2000, between 2004 and 2018, 14 consecutive Big 12 regular season championship. So the Kansas Jayhawks have a bullseye on their back wherever they go. What If they're playing at home, if they're playing away, if they're playing in a tournament, it doesn't matter. They have a target on their back. And then, of course, last year, they go out and win the national championship. So the target gets even bigger. Not that it wasn't big to begin with, but with the national championship last year, the bullseye has only increased for this season. So Oklahoma State... The Cowboys ride into town on their horses. Well, probably in a bus, but on their horses, I'm saying. The Cowboys riding in on the horses. And they're coming into Allen Fieldhouse thinking they can pull off the upset. They can be the first team in over 30 years to beat Kansas in a conference opener. And whenever these two teams play, whenever it's Oklahoma State-Kansas, I don't know what the reason is, no matter what the records are, They play each other, and it's a tough game. It's a back-and-forth battle. I know Bill Self played college hoops at Oklahoma State, so maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, They just get fired up to play Bill Self in Kansas. I I mean, every team does, like I just said, they, they have a target on their back. Every team plays up to Kansas, but for whatever reason, Oklahoma State especially plays Kansas really tight. Whether it's in Lawrence, whether it's in Stillwater, it doesn't matter. And this game was no different. The, the Cowboys were led by Bryce Thompson, and he could not miss a shot to start the game. Hitting threes left and right, driving to the lane, 
finished the game with 23 points, leading the Cowboys. But in the first half especially, got him out to a 15-point lead at halftime. It was 45-30 to 30 at halftime. Oklahoma State beating Kansas. And Bill Self at halftime came out and said what everybody was thinking. Kansas could not play defense. Kansas couldn't defend the three-pointer. Kansas couldn't stop them. And yeah, they were getting a, I wouldn't say lucky, but they were getting a, a little bit lucky draining so many threes in the first half. But Kansas needs to defend the three better. Bill Self, head coach at Kansas, said it himself. That's what needed to happen. They needed to play better defense at halftime. Now, I text my brother at halftime of the game, and I said, there's no way Kansas plays this terribly on defense in the second half. They're going to come out, they're going to play strong, and they're going to come out and win the game. That's what I said at halftime of the game. I text my brother. You can get confirmation on that. If you want to text my er, – I'm not going to put out his phone number. I'm not going to do that to you. Sorry, Paul. I'm not going to put out your phone number on the podcast. But I do have sources that could tell you that I said this at halftime. Kansas was not going to come out and play that bad defensively in the second half. I thought they were going to come out and defend better and hit more shots in the second half. I was so confident, I placed a bet that Kansas would win the game. At halftime, they were a plus 290. So I put down $5 to win basically $28. It was a small bet, but I bet it anyway. And you know what happened? You know what happened in the second half? Kansas chips away at the Oklahoma State lead, slowly but surely. K.J. Adams played a critical role in the second half. Critical roll down the stretch of the game. And he had a perfect 6-for-6 six six game from the field. And hit the game-winning shot. The go-ahead shot at the end of the game. To give the Jayhawks a 69-67 lead. Texas Tech has one more chance at it. They come down the court. Kevin McCuller with a perfectly placed block shot on an inbounds play. In the final seconds. To seal the deal. Now, some of you watching that game thought that maybe it was a foul on Kevin McCullough Jr. Maybe it wasn't a true blocked shot. Well, to that I say, you're playing in Lawrence, Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. It was a blocked shot. It's going to be a blocked shot every time. They're not going to call a foul when it's that close with less than two seconds to play in the game. I'm sorry. That's just the facts. That's how it's going to be. You got to know that going into the game. You got to know that going into the final play when you drop the play. So, Kevin McCullough Jr., perfectly, perfectly timed block shot. Kansas wins the game 69-67 after being behind 45-30 at halftime. And there it is. Kansas wins for the 32nd consecutive season their opening uh, conference game. I was going to say opening Big 12 game. The Big 12 hasn't been around that long. This streak started when it was the Big 8. So, that's what happened on New Year's Eve day for the Kansas Jayhawks, they get out to a 1-0 conference record. Uh, coming into this week, they jumped in the rankings. They were ranked number four last week. Now they're ranked number three. Uh, Purdue actually lost in the last couple of days, so the Kansas Jayhawks likely will move up into the top two next week as long as they keep winning. And what happened last night? The Kansas Jayhawks go down for their first Big 12 road game. They're playing in Lubbock, Texas, traveling to play Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. 
and the first several minutes of this game looked like a repeat of the Oklahoma State game. And when I saw the start of this game, it just gave me flashbacks to Oklahoma State again because what happens? The Red Raiders were on fire. They couldn't miss a shot. KU down 13-5, to gets themselves in an early hole before the first time out. And what is it again? Kansas not defending well, getting out to a slow start, not hitting shots. Sooner or later, this is going to bite them in the butt. However, right now, the Jayhawks responded sooner this time. They didn't wait until halftime to make adjustments. Uh, Bill Self and the staff make some in-game adjustments. The players make some adjustments. And what happens? Grady Dick starts defending the ball better. He makes a couple of shots. Grady Dick wasn't the key player in this game, but he did spark the team in the first half to mount their comeback. Uh, he The hustle on offense and defense, getting loose balls. Uh, Grady Dick, just one of those players. He He's going to give you the hustle. He's going to hit a three when you need him to. He's going to drive to the lane, create. And... He's starting to play defense. The first few games of the season, it looked like Grady Dick was going to be a liability on defense. Now he's showing he can play a little bit. So Grady Dick, the spark for this Kansas Jayhawks team to get back into this game. And then they take a lead going into halftime. They're ahead 43-36 to at halftime. Dewan Harris, four for four from three-point range in the first half. He was he was really the glue that kept this team together. Of course, Grady Dick had the spark, but Dewan Harris hitting those three-pointers in the first half in that comeback to give them that 43-36 lead at halftime, that was incredible. He finished the game with a career-high 18 points and also a career-high five for five from three-point range. And once again, K.J. Adams, key to this victory as well. 14 points, just another incredible effort from K.J. Adams, proving why he's a critical piece to the puzzle for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. Coming to this season, K.J. Adams was a guy that people thought might be a a good off-the-bench guy, maybe a good role player, but he's proving that he is a critical and key piece to this Kansas Jayhawks team. K.J. Adams may be the difference between this team winning the Big 12, being back in the Final Four. Of course, you have Jalen Wilson, who's still averaging over 20 points a game. You've got Dewan Harris, who's hitting three-pointers now whenever you need him to. He's also leading the team in assists every game, uh, playing some of the best defense in college basketball. One of the best point guards in college basketball, Dewan Harris. You've got Grady Dick, the freshman phenom, hitting critical three-pointers when you need him to. This is a team that, going to the season, you had questions, but they've been answering the questions throughout the first half of the season. Now they're hitting conference play, and they're showing what could be throughout the rest of this season as conference play moves along. Two games into conference play, And they're showing it's going to be a trend. They're showing, the Kansas Jayhawks are showing what they need to do to win the games. KU ends up winning this game 75-72. Down the stretch, it was was tough down the stretch. Texas Tech mounted a comeback. 
But Kansas showed what they're made of. Kansas showed what they need to do to eke out close wins. They've done it twice in a row. And like I said earlier in the podcast, the Big 12, top to bottom, best conference in college basketball. Every game is going to be a dogfight. Teams are going to come out with their hair on fire, taking big swings early, but then when the game slows down, Kansas is going to show that they're the better team. They have the demeanor of a team that can get settled in and win close games, and they've shown that throughout the first two games of conference play. They beat Oklahoma State 69-67. They beat Texas Tech 75-72. And every every team in the Big 12 is going to give KU their best shot. They want to beat the champion. Like like Ric Flair once said, the great wrestler Ric Flair once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! And that is exactly what's happening with Kansas basketball right now. And they're going into this season. They knew what was going to happen all season long. Teams were going to give them their best shot. They know every team in the Big 12 is going to give them their best shot. But you know what's going to happen? Kansas is going to once again go through conference play. They're not going to go undefeated. No, they're not going to go undefeated. They're going to lose a couple of games. But they're going to show everybody why they are going to win the Big 12 championship again. The regular season Big 12 championship is KU's to lose at this point. Texas lost to Kansas State last night as KU was defeating uh, Texas Tech. So right now, KU's at the top of the conference along with Kansas State. And it's just going to be the way it is. It's, It's Kansas and then it's everybody else. It is one of the deepest conferences in college basketball, but it is Kansas and everybody else. Now, next up for the Jayhawks, they're going to be on the road again. They're going to Morgantown, West Virginia, this Saturday, 5 o'clock on ESPN+. And the Mountaineers are currently last place in the Big 12. But like I've been saying all podcasts, that doesn't mean much. They're going to put up a fight. They're going to be a team that isn't an easy walkover. Traditionally, West Virginia has been a tough place to play. They have a good coach. And like every other team, they're looking to take out the top dog, which is the Kansas Jayhawks. But going into this game, you know what Kansas is going to do. They're going to do what they've done every game in this conference season. Yeah, West Virginia is going to come out, probably take the first couple of blows. They're going to hit Kansas in the gut. They're going to see what they can do. They're going to try to slow the game down a little bit. But what's going to happen is Kansas is going to show who they are. They're going to do what they've done all year. They're going to take the punches, they're going to weather the storm, and they're going to show why they're the number one team in the Big 12 while they're while they, why they are one of the top teams in America in college basketball and why they're gunning for their first back-to-back national championships in their storied program's history. That is what's going to happen throughout the entirety of this Big 12 schedule, and I'm looking forward to it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough schedule. All these games are going to be close. I don't think there's going to be any blowouts all season. Maybe there will be a couple. But it's going to be a tough Big 12 slate, and I'm excited to see what happens with it this year. I do think Kansas is going to be uh, right there at the top. They're going to be number one in the rankings going into the postseason. I think they're going to be a number one team going into the Big 12 tournament. I think they're going to be a number one team in March Madness, I think they're going to 
potentially be the number one overall seed. We'll see what happens as things go as the season moves along, but I I think Kansas is looking like one of the teams in college basketball to beat again coming off their national championship season last year. So really excited to see what happens the rest of the way for KU Hoops. Of course, going to talk about what happens in that win next week on the podcast. So we'll always be talking hoops here on this podcast uh, throughout the rest of the college basketball season, but there still is some football news, so I want to talk about that briefly to end the show today. A little football news after that huge comeback last week. Of course, KU lost the Liberty Bowl 57-55. They were down by 25 points in the fourth quarter. Massive comeback. They get it to triple overtime before they lose 57-55 to Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. But their quarterback, Jalen Daniels, who, by the way, in the Liberty Bowl, set records, completed 67.3% of his passes. Uh, He had 544 yards passing, five passing touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. First quarterback in Liberty Bowl history to throw for that many yards, to have six touchdowns, to complete 67.3% of his passes. Only quarterback in Liberty Bowl history to do that. Well, you know what? I called this too, by the way, on Twitter. People were coming up to me. I'll just say what happened first. Jalen Daniels has signed an NIL deal with Adidas. And I called that on Twitter right after the bowl game happened because people start speculating online, on Twitter, on message boards. Oh, where's Jalen Daniels going to go? He's not going to stay in Lawrence. He used uh, KU as a as a stepping stone to get to a bigger college football program. Well, you know what? That is not the case at all. Kansas is here to stay in college football. Lance Leipold signs an extension. He's going to be here the next eight to nine seasons. Jalen Daniels, their starting quarterback, is going to be here. He has, let's see, three years of eligibility left. He's not going anywhere. He signs the NIL deal with Adidas. By the way, Adidas is a, Kansas is an Adidas school, by the way. So you've got Kansas being an Adidas school. You've got their starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, being supported by Adidas as well. D- the details aren't out on this yet, but... I'm assuming he's making a pretty good chunk of money here from Adidas. But there was speculation if he would transfer online. But no. I said right after the bowl game when these rumors start popping up, oh, where's where's Jalen Daniels going to go? Where is he going to play QB next year? Is he, is he going to enter the transfer portal? No, he's not. He's staying at Kansas. And I said he was going to sign with Adidas. I tweeted it right after the Liberty Bowl. And there it is. He signs with Adidas, an NIL deal, and that's right. Three years of eligibility left. He could choose to test the NFL waters after next season. I think he'll be here in Lawrence at least two more seasons. I think he's going to be with the Jayhawks at least two more years. But he does have three years of eligibility. So he could be the quarterback for the Kansas Jayhawks for the next three years. And it's really fun to think about having Jalen Daniels lead this offense for the foreseeable future. Six and seven this last season. They got to six wins. They got to a bowl game, which is exactly the uh, what I thought they would be this year. Going into it, you know, they had a two-win season in Lance Leipold's first year as head coach of Kansas. Second season, a six-win 
season. And now, in the third year in the Lance Leipold system, with Jalen Daniels at starting quarterback, bringing back almost every offensive weapon next year. This is going to be a special team to watch if their defense can just get a little bit better. I think that this Kansas team can win 10 games next season. Now, I know that's a stretch for some of you right now listening to this podcast, but I do. I think they jump from two wins in 2021. They get six wins in 2022. I think they can get four more wins next year. I think they can get to 10 wins in 2023. I really do think they can do it. So very excited for Jalen Daniels to get that NIL deal with Adidas. Very excited about the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team starting 2-0 in conference play. The uh, streak continues, 32 seasons in a row where they've won their conference opening game. And I just love to see it. Excited to see where the season goes for the Kansas Jayhawks basketball program. And that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker at Mark the Overseer. We can keep the conversation going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast. All you Jayhawk fans, let at least five of your friends know who love the Kansas Jayhawks about this podcast. Tell them to download and subscribe it. Give it a five-star rating. And just let them know how much you enjoy the Jayhawker Talker podcast. So until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.